listening to the Funbox Podcast. I ate a bunch of LSD. I did a series of videos on rape victims. Dude, being left-handed, it's the worst thing in the world. With your host, Rob Webb. Can you tell me if it's uh, cut or uncut? For visual sakes? I'm in. It's a very much so uncut. That's how I roll. Nice! <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 71. I'm here alone again with you guys. I am Rob Webb. It is September 13th, 2021, Monday. I'm live on YouTube. And now when I go live, as usual, you could call in at 419-515-6909. But we're going to go through some news, some headlines, I'm going to discuss them. If you want to discuss them with me, you call in. That number one more time is 419-515-6909. And if you call and we're not live, you could always leave a message for the show. First and foremost, I want to thank my Patreons, Steve Along, Sinatra, and Dina Lindo. And if you want to become a Patreon, but you don't want your name shouted out, just let me know. Become a Patreon and write a message to me through the Patreon app, and I won't include your name, and I won't shout you out. Some people like to be have that anonymity. But yeah, the last episode also, I want to correct myself. I was talking about that Joe Rogan thing, him taking... I was I kept saying horse tranquilizers, and that was that's not what it was. It was a dewormer, and I don't even know if that's right, but that was the, that's the word everybody was using. I, I don't know why I kept saying horse tranquilizer, because that's another thing I think people... For, to get high or something. I don't know. Let's go through some news. You see, I got something pulled up. I'm going through Yahoo. They have a really good news page, uh, even though a lot of the headlines suck. We'll see. Like The first one is couple dies of COVID leaving five kids behind. I'm not going to get into that one. Very sad. What am I going to say about that? Howard Stern to Joe Rogan. A doctor would also give you a vaccine, so why take horse dewormer? It's so weird to see Howard Stern um, on the on a boat where the, he agrees with the status quo because for so long he was such a grinding against the grain let's see what he has to say Taryn Ryder wrote this i think it was a u.s insider article howard stern has no regrets over the last week's colorful comments that covid19 vaccines should be mandatory wow you know i didn't i wouldn't expect howard stern to be the type to agree with these mandates it's interesting in fact, the shock jock host was stunned over the slew of publicity he received for his remark, saying it's something I haven't seen ever. Well, nobody's ever seen this. I don't know why people are so surprised that people don't want to get it and people don't want to be forced to get it. Not to get on the abortion thing, but whoops, I just did. There's like a potential other life involved with that as well. And, you know, it's their body, their choice kind of thing, you know, I don't. I think the whole, I think living life in general is risky. Like whatever, as soon as you walk out the door, even if COVID didn't exist, it's kind of risky. Like at that point, like let's ban McDonald's. Like McDonald's serves the worst food for you. And the number one cause of death is heart disease. I am afraid of heart disease more than anything. On his serious, on Howard Stern's serious XM show, Stern once again addressed shitheads in our country who won't get vaccinations. He also took a shot at Joe Rogan for taking horse dewormer from a doctor instead of a cure. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, this is keeps people keep talking about this. Nothing really to go over here. Everybody kind of knows what's going on. Howard Stern is against the dialogue of Joe Rogan's dialogue. He wants people to get vaccinated. He wants it to be mandated. 
There's some people that are immune compromised. There's some people that have natural immunity. It really blows my mind because I thought the vaccine was supposed to protect you. So if it's, it's a weird paradox. It's a weird like double thing. Like it protects you so much that they want to mandate it. And it's protecting the protected against the unprotected. I mean, if you guys got any info on that, call in. <laughs> I've been looking, I guess it, it could like form and get bigger. Like a, it could manifest into a bigger virus to re, we need to reach herd immunity by everybody getting vaccinated the numbers don't there's not enough people dying for me that to cause a big alarm i mean there's people that are dying but it doesn't seem like it's enough to mandate it on a federal level or any level at, a, at that point but whatever rogan took all, all kinds of meds i wish i had a good rogan accent tell you what tim dylan has a very good rogan impression last i'm going to end it with what howard stern he is uh let's do a howard stern this is like a howard stern voice right here we're trapped in a country with imbeciles guess what when we get covid we don't end up in the hospitals so we don't overload the hospitals so what did i say we have no time for idiots in this country anymore we don't want you we want you to all either go to the hospital and stay home die there with your covid don't take the cure, but don't clog up our hospitals with your COVID when you finally get it. Stay home. Don't bother with science. It's too late. Go fuck yourself. We just don't have time for you. Damn! I wish I had that damn, uh, the damn meme, um, the Friday, damn, with Ice Cube and what's his name? That's Rich. <laughs> and if people are surprised by a blowback that he gets from that, then I don't know. Come on now. He's saying that unvaxxed people deserve death apparently <laughs> whatever man i don't have that kind of heart i don't think that upon anybody it's really strange and there's a lot of people that would consider me a uh pretty extreme right winger and i'm not i could get into some heated debates with some right wingers just tell them you're against funding israel and see what happens um some neocons some war hawks and the DEA discussion, oh, geez. Entertainment. Man explains theory of how Disney brainwashes guests at theme parks, not being dramatic. Kelsey Weekman, in the know. A theory that Disneyland brainwashes guests into buying food went viral on TikTok. User Hangry Blogger shared the conspiracy with his audience. He claimed smellitizers make the park smell like delicious food. And there's some truth to the claim. I thought everybody knew that that's what people do. Like Burger King with their, with their uh, you know, Burger King has the smoky, the fake smoke, flame broiled smell that just, it's everywhere. If there's a Burger King, you could smell that in a mile. There's like a mile radius where you could smell a Burger King. It'll be just like, I don't know, pumping up your tires or something. And then you just smell a flame broil Whopper. They do that on purpose. And the McDonald's, they're different. They like the fries. They, uh, they push that fry smell out there pretty sure they, that's like a purpose thing they do did you know disneyland actually brainwashes you every time you visit a voice said in the video which now has more than five million view, views oh maybe this is the video did you know go. Disneyland actually brainwashes you every time you visit? What? So everyone loves Disneyland, right? It's the happiest place on earth. But have you ever walked by a building with a bunch of speakers on it, but no sound is coming out? Yeah, what is that? So that's what Disneyland calls smellitizers. And what they do is they shoot out a certain smell. What? I eat for people. I just... Did you know Disneyland actually... All right, whatever. Did you know... Okay. Did you know Disneyland actually brainwashes you every time you visit? What? Wow, they don't really add these videos too well in these uh, articles. Those speakers actually emit 
Have you ever walked by a building with a bunch of speakers on it, but no sound is coming out? Those speakers actually emit certain aromas throughout the park. According to a June post from user Just the Nobodies, who created the original audio at Angry Blogger, shared candy shops, ice cream shops, popcorn stands, and rides all use smellitizers. In a 2017 interview with Fast Company, former Disneyland employee Jody Jean Dreyer said they used smellitizers to provide a complete experience. They didn't design them to brainwash you into buying churros. The patented machines just appeal to your emotions and enhance your experience. I mean, this is all, if you get into like marketing and stuff, there's a lot of little things and tricks and stuff to get people to buy their product. I mean, subliminal messaging, there's, this is nothing new. We're a bunch of consumers. I see, I see their bullshit, but I buy it and I buy it anyway, just because. Transgender MMA fighter chokes out female competitor in debut match. That's hilarious. Got to read that one. Transgender MMA fighter chokes out female competitor in debut match. Yes. Boys are better at being women than women. Transgender mixed martial arts fighter Elena McLaughlin, a biological male, defeated her opponent via rear naked choke in a Friday debut fight. McLaughlin, 38, began transitioning in 2010 after leaving the U.S. Army Special Forces, Outsports.com reported. The transgender fighter beat Celine Provost, a biological female. Of course she did. Three minutes and 32 seconds into the second round. Oh, it took two rounds? You pussy! McLaughlin began training in the sport a year ago and was cleared to compete against women by the Florida State Boxing Commission after a hormone-level test. Transgender fighter Elena McLaughlin wins MMA debut. That still looks like a dude. Wow. Oh, it's not going to be, it's going to be just music. I want to pick up the mantle that Fallon put down, McLaughlin said in an interview, referring to the first transgender MMA fighter, Fallon Fox. Right now, we'll go like this. Right now, I'm, I'm following in Fallon's footsteps. I'm just another step along the way, and it's my great hope that there's more to follow behind me. McLaughlin wore a shirt after the fight that re- that read "End Transgenocide." <laughs> you know how we're all like just slaughtering trans people, right? Fox was present at McLaughlin's fight, sitting cage side. The New York Post reported Fox last fought in 2014 after a career marked by tense controversy. Podcast and UFC commentator Joe Rogan said during a 2018 podcast, you're out of your mind regarding Fox competing against biological females in the sport. Yeah, it is pretty, it's bonkers. There's a lot of people that are saying that um, gender is a social construct, and I'm like, yeah, it is. It's kind of, but isn't everything a social construct at, at, at one point? But I th- what I'm thinking is people are, I'm, I'm kind of confused about it. People are saying that it's a, are they saying that girls want to be princesses because the world, the society is constructed to make them feel that way? Because there's a lot of boys and girls that are born that naturally just gravitate to these feminine or masculine things. Like you could be a feminine dude and that's fine and like feminine things. Or you could be a masculine girl. They, they call them tomboys and they like playing football and getting in the mud it doesn't mean it's not a bad thing it doesn't mean you're a boy it just means you uh you like to get dirty with the dudes i don't but yeah isn't everything a social construct anything can be being a mechanic is a social i don't know 
like I don't paying taxes is a social construct. I I would say that that's a coercion, but whatever. But just because if you were born a girl and your parents decided to make your room pink, I don't think that's going to force you. It obviously isn't forcing anybody to act like a girl. But if you want to, and if you're born a boy and you want to wear a dress, then you're just a boy in a dress. I don't see anything wrong with that. I just don't understand it. I don't understand any of it. Like, you know, I've said this before. I'm kind of, I'm 37. Uh, the older I get, the more Archie Bunker I feel. I, the world just, you get lost in um, the everyday grind of, of, you know, paying bills and doing what you got to do and personal responsibilities that. The world seems to keep going and doing things that you just don't understand. And that's just what's going to happen. People just need to accept it. I'm going to have to die before I understand it. I mean, I I don't really care to understand it. And, and it doesn't matter to me. I, I respect everybody. I don't care what you do. I do think it's, um if you actually do think you're a girl and you get your penis surgically removed, I think that's weird. I'm not going to say that to your face, but... I think you definitely probably have like some kind of mental disorder and uh, I'm going to respect you. I'm going to have a lot of sympathy for you because that would be like me disrespecting a Down syndrome kid. Like I I ain't going to go to a Down syndrome kid and go, you do know you have Down syndrome, right? Just to let you know, like, I don't, I don't think you're an actual real, like smart, intelligent person. I want you to know that you have Down syndrome. Like I would never do that. Just like I would never go to a trans person and be like, you do know you're a dude, right? Or you do know you're a woman, right? No, what you do, what I do is I, I'm letting you know, and whoever's listening to this, I'm playing along with their, with their fantasy. That's what I'm doing, because that's what makes them happy. But I know that they're not really a woman. Just saying. Like, everything's cool. How about we just play along with these people? I mean, that's what we're doing, right? We're just playing. That's what I'm doing, just to keep peace. It's kind of like if you have a cousin for Thanksgiving over, you just don't, you know, be like before the before the dinner, you know, you get with your friends or whoever's there and go, um, Susan, uh, she used to be Bob. She's going to come over. She transitioned into a woman now. So just to let you know before she gets here that she's uh, Bob's a girl now. And, and his name is Susan, or her name is Susan now. So, you know, just to let you know. And then everybody has to, everybody plays along. But in a public forum, I'm telling you, they're not really a woman. And people are get really upset about that, and I don't understand why. I don't get it. Uh, and I'm not even going to say I'm too old. There's a lot of people way young. There's a lot of Z people, and I don't even know what the generation letters are anymore. Zenillennials, Zs. I'm so out of touch that uh, I'm sure there's a lot of young people, though, that feel the same way. Just be nice to them, you know, but letting you know they're they're still a dude. That that, that girl in that fight, still, still a dude. I mean, come on, guys. I don't have enough energy for the mental gymnastics it takes to see anything else besides that anyway going on moving forward Fauci lacks firm answer on COVID-19 natural immunity question I heard a lot about that to lie to Congress as you are aware it is a crime to lie to Congress section 1001 of the U.S. criminal code 
creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. Senator Rampaugh stated that he plans to send a letter to the Justice Department regarding a criminal referral focused on Dr. Anthony Fauci. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Fauci denied he lied to Congress when he stated that the NIH did not fund gain-of-function research on the Wuhan lab. lab. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly, and I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Well, it's easy for a doctor to say that. If you're not a doctor, a doctor could, uh, well, you know, Rand Paul is a doctor, so he's a neuroscientist or a neurologist or something like that. The gain-of-function research was going on in that lab, and NIH funded it. That is you can't not... get away from it. It meets your definition, and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. You are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. Well, he's playing everybody's game that they play. Uh, I mean, you build a case against someone. Fauci's unelected. I really don't care about... I mean, I have to fall into being an anarchist. It sucks because I don't really care about any of these people, but this is the world I live in. So Fauci's an unelected person. He could really just say anything he wants, even if he did do gain of function research, which apparently they did. But all he has to do is go, no, it's not. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Uh, It would take me to go to the lab together and look at the molecules. And we just don't have time for that. Just take my word for it. I have never, ever seen, and I hope it never happens again, that a witness who's a public health official calls a U.S. senator a liar and doesn't know what he was talking about when clearly Senator Paul read the paper and had important points to be made. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, a, it's like being on a witness stand and be like, and you're getting, and the prosecutor brings that up and you're, you're like, wouldn't you get like contempt in court or something for like disrespect? <laughs> Fauci lacks firm answer on COVID-19. I don't think anything will happen of this. I don't think he'll be held responsible. If anything, I don't trust the entire system, so everything's going to be fine. Like, nothing's going to happen to anybody. Yeah, it's a blame game. Nothing's going to happen. Until they show me evidence that people who have already had the infection are dying in large numbers or being hospitalized or getting very sick. I just made my own personal decision that I'm not getting vaccinated because I've already had the disease and I have natural immunity, Senator Rand Paul said in a radio interview. So he's not getting the vaccine either. The Biden administration revealed a new federal vaccine mandate last week that affects up to 100 million people. I talked about that last episode. I don't agree with it. I don't think the stats, none of the stats in the data that they gave you about the COVID 
deaths, the immunities. Uh, there's I'll, 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 To put it lightly, and I hate to say this, not enough people are dying for me to think that mandates are reasonable. Just, just saying. Unless it gets to that bring out your dead and there's like burning bodies in the street, like Black Plague style, I don't, I mean... I, w- I wouldn't want it to get to that point. And that's the whole point people are trying to make. It's like, we don't want it to get there. It's like, still more people are dying of heart disease, guys. <laughs> Let's focus on good health. It, 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 it's funny. I hate to say it's funny, but I, I, that, for lack of a better term, it's funny to hear people go, so-and-so died. My Like, if you're, if you're, I'm sorry, but if you say, like, my 90-year-old grandma died of COVID, I'm going to be like, man... She, a strong wind would have killed your, you know, your your grandma. But she was healthy. She she was a uh, she did CrossFit and stuff. I'm like, still, she's 90. I don't know what else to say, man. You're, people are lucky to live that long. I probably won't live that long. I'm prone to heart disease, diabetes. Man, I have a heart murmur already. A lot of vaccine talk. It, 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 the reason for all the vaccine talk is because it does develop every day. Every day something new comes up. And new, there's 50 states that have their own government and they have their own mandates, their own laws. So it's interesting to see what each state does. So when it, but whenever something federal happens like that, it's kind of breath. It kind of like takes your breath away. Like whoa, ooh, oh yeah, this shit. A YouTuber with 500,000 subscribers has deleted her channel after backlash for telling her nine-year-old son to pose for a thumbnail and as he cried. She told Insider her YouTube and Instagram accounts had been deactivated since the clip went viral. Cheyenne said she'd gone offline to prioritize her son's health and well-being. And uh, yeah, YouTuber Jordan Cheyenne faced backlash for telling her crying son to pose for a video for a thumbnail. The influencer Jordan Cheyenne has taken down her YouTube channel and Instagram account for the health and well-being of her nine-year-old son in the wake of backlash against a recent vlog that showed her pressuring him to pose for a video thumbnail. Cheyenne, whose YouTube channel had over half a million subscribers and is, is an online personality in California who often vlogs about fitness, lifestyle, and life as a single parent. On Wednesday, footage from a vlog went viral in the video, which was about the family's new puppy being sick. Cheyenne can be seen telling her son to pose for the camera as he cried. Cheyenne deleted the vlog, but the footage was re-uploaded on various social media platforms and caused widespread outrage. It's like watching a car accident. I don't know. Then again, there's some people that would watch this channel and feel the same way. It's like watching a car accident. Cheyenne apologized that same day in a video titled, I am immensely disappointed in myself. And on Friday, she said she had been facing harassment and death threats and since deleted Instagram stories. So there you go. Everything's fine. She apologized. Life moves on. (laughs) 
Cheyenne Instagram account and YouTube channel has now been deactivated. Good. Probably she feels bad and ashamed. That's what. That's how you know she's an actual human being. She feels shame. Hopefully she's not a sociopath. Usually sociopaths don't feel shame. She said in a statement to Insider, getting completely offline, canceling all videos and monetization and prior- prioritizing my child are all I care about. I'm disgusted and horrified at what I did. Oh, yeah, shit, here we go. I'm disgusted and horrified at what I did, and there's absolutely no excuse. It's terrible on so many levels. I love my child more than anything, and I will regret this moment forever. She added that she would not come in on any videos about her and would be prioritizing her family. She lost 2,000 subscribers on her channel. All right, whatever. Cringy. Really, you know, she apologized. You know, unlike most people, I'm going to accept it and move on with my life. Florida Hospital continues to report fewer COVID hospitalizations and ICU patients. All right, good. Florida seems pretty badass these days. There's a lot about the vaccine. It's never going to end anytime soon. It doesn't seem like it's going to end. And if they do pass a federal mandate for businesses with 100 or more employees... I doubt it'll stop at that. You know, once you give them an inch, they take it, and they'll just keep running with it. And it's just more and more regulations, more and more red tape, more and more. It it just keeps going. It's a never-ending thing. It's just a big black hole once more government gets involved. It's just a constant thing. And everybody just champions for it. Yay. Yay. Do it. All right. Florida. David J. Neal. In a continuing downward swing... 11,701 people are hospitalized for COVID-19 in Florida, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services report on Sunday from 259 Florida hospitals. That's 521 fewer patients than Saturday's report from 260 hospitals and 950 fewer patients than Friday's from 261 hospitals. In Sunday's report, COVID-19 patients take up to 20.06% of all inpatient hospital beds, inpatient hospital beds compared to 20.75% 20.75% in the previous day's reporting hospitals. Of the hos- of the people hospitalized in Florida, 2,828 people were in intensive care unit beds, a decrease of 57 for the second consecutive day. That represents 43.22% of the ICU hospital beds at the 259 hospitals reporting data, compared to 43.58% the previous day. What's not clear is if these continued decreases are because this COVID-19 wave is ebbing or because some of the people in the recent hospitalization spike are now part of the death toll reported over the last two weeks. During the latest wave of the pandemic, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention hasn't been reporting case or death counts on Sunday. Lately, death counts have been reported for Florida and clumps on Monday and Thursdays. Sunday's Miami-Dade report says hospitals have 921 COVID-19 patients on Saturday. 20 fewer than the previous day's report. There were 76 patients discharged and 68 new COVID patients. The fewest new patients in weeks. Of the 68 new patients, 57 of them, 83.8%, aren't fully vaccinated. Intensive care unit patients also dipped a blink down to 263. 55% are vaccinated in Florida. It's really crazy, though, like how celebrities can just almost don't care about them and wish they died because they don't want to get it. Really strange. A lot of vaccinated stuff, man. It's never-ending. Celebrity Denise Richards' daughter alleges abusive household as source defense actresses normal. Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards' daughter, Sammy, calls mom's house abusive. This is like, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the tabloids. And most times when I walk past the tabloids in the supermarket, I want to light them on fire. 
57% of vaccinated COVID-19 patients hospitalized. Blah, 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 blah. Ah, a lot of COVID talk, guys. Lots and lots of COVID talk. Celebrity Jeff Bridges says his cancer is in remission. Oh, he has cancer. Oh, it's in remission. And he contracted COVID during chemo treatments. Boo. Style. Topless breast cancer survivor Erica Hart hits NYFW runway. Beth Greenfield, senior editor. Ensuring that New York Fashion Week 2021 went out with a bang. Sexuality, sexuality educator, activist, and breast cancer survivor Erica Hart made a powerful statement on Sunday, modeling a red one-piece swimsuit on a beach runway and pulling the top down to expose her post-mastectomy scars and reconstructed breasts as she walked. I see breasts in a whole new light now. You know, because I, I don't have a problem with it because it's the nipple, I think, that's like nudity, right? As long as the nipple's covered, it's... It's not nudity. Hart, who modeled on the last day of the New York Fashion Week and is known for proudly bearing her scars. Whether in Afropunk fashion shows, she's done several others, or in magazines, captured the moment in an empowering Instagram post, noting in the caption, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, but it's worth a little more or less depending on how you look. There she is. I mean, you know. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I always feel compelled to say jokes and it's, uh, <laughs> nothing's really coming to mind right now. Um, you go girl fashion weeks. Are these a bunch of, uh, oh, it's her with a bunch of people. Yeah. She has no nipples. It's actually, I, I mean, if there, okay, there we go. If there's a silver lining of her breast cancer, you know, she, uh, doesn't have to wear a bra anymore or, a uh. A bathing suit. She could just walk around like that and bear her breast cancer scars. There it is. Silver linings. So there is something good about breast cancer. Uh-oh, here we go. Woman shoots through wall and kills peeping Tom outside her Texas home, cops say. A Texas woman shot and killed a peeping Tom. She said she saw peering into her bedroom before midnight. Friday, Houston police told told local news outlets according to investigators the woman grabbed a rifle after she spotted the man standing outside the bedroom window and opened fire ktrk reported the woman told police she believed she was in danger well yeah good for her multiple shots went through the wall of her home and the man was hit at least once in the torso according to waoai he walked a few feet across the property before collapsing onto the driveway the homeowner is being cooperative, police told KHOU, and investigators say there doesn't appear to be any relationship between her and the man. So, good. Justice was served. Don't go peeping in people's windows. You might get shot in the face. Let that be known to people. Stay on your side of the fence, yo. Former Miami nurse admits threatening to kill Vice President Harris faces up to five years in prison. A former nurse at Jackson Memorial Hospital has pleaded guilty in Miami federal court to threatening to kill Vice President Kamala Harris, perhaps sealing her own fate because she recorded the threats in a series of videos she sent to her husband in prison. Phelps, a 39-year-old mother of three who had lived in Miami Gardens, admitted in a factual statement that she practiced at a gun range and applied for a concealed weapons permit. Phelps, who was arrested last April and detained because she was considered a danger to the community, faces up to five years in prison at her sentencing on November 19th before U.S. District Judge Jose Martinez. According to a Secret Service complaint, five videos show that Phelps aggressed 
expressed rage over the victory of President Joe Biden and Harris in last November's general election, but her motivation to threaten the vice president wasn't just political. Phelps, who is black, also threatened to kill Harris in the video because she believed the vice president isn't actually black, according to the complaint by Secret Service agent who spoke with her before her arrest. Harris, the first woman to hold the second highest office in the U.S., is black of South Asian and Jamaican descent. Charged in a six-count indictment, Phelps caught, caught, got caught because she sent a series of threatening videos along with two photographs to her husband, Joseph, who was locked up in state prison after being convicted of 1996 armed robbery and a murder of a grocery store owner. Jeez. Phelps' defense attorney, Scott Saul, said she had led an honorable life until this incident. Saul said Phelps would not have carried out any of her threats to the life of the vice president. He said she was just venting as she was going through a tumultuous time in her life and never had an intent to carry out her threats. Threats limited to discussion with her incarcerated husband. But her attorney also said it has been important for Ms. Phelps to demonstrate her acceptance of responsibility as she begins to atone for her aberrant reactions. That does really suck. It reminds me of that, uh... Why does kids you know skit? It's a really, and, and uh, rest in peace, Trevor Moore. I'm Trevor Moore. Did you know that it's illegal to say I want to kill the president of the United States of America? It's illegal. It's a federal offense. It's one of the only sentences that you're not allowed to say. Now, it was okay for me to say it right then because I was just telling you that it's illegal to say I want to kill the president of the United States of America. <laughs> I'm not actually saying it. I'm just letting you know that it's illegal to say that. It's the kind of like a public stops. service. I'm letting you know so that you don't accidentally go out and say something like that. Um, but what's interesting is that it's, it's very illegal to say, I really, really think someone out there should kill the president of the United States of America. <laughs> That's illegal. Extremely illegal. <laughs> very, very illegal. But not illegal to say with a mortar launcher. Because that's its own sentence. It's an incomplete sentence, but it may have nothing to do with the sentence before that. So that's perfectly fine, perfectly legal. I also found out that it's incredibly illegal, extremely illegal to go on television and say something like the best place to fire a mortar launcher at the White House would be from the roof of the Rockefeller Hewitt building because of minimal security and you'd have a clear line of sight to the president's bedroom. Insanely illegal. <laughs> Ridiculously, recklessly, insanely illegal. Yet even more illegal to show an illustrated diagram. Insanely illegal. <laughs> Ridiculously, horribly felonious. Because they will come to your house in the middle of the night and they will lock you up. Extremely against the law. Uh, one thing that is technically legal to say is that we have a group that meets Fridays at midnight under the Brooklyn Bridge and the password is Six Emperor Tyrannus. Dude, I love that show, man. That was a good show. Oh, man. Just don't do it. You can think every, anything you want. Any, everybody has the ability to just think things. Just just don't say them out loud. But yeah, guys, I just hit the bottom. A lot of bad news, a lot of sad news, a lot of COVID news. And uh, my shirt is white as fuck. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, it's the brightest white shirt ever. I, I look like how they portray dead people in the movies. I'm like uh, I'm like Babe Ruth or something that comes and visits you in the dream in your dream. Legends are never forgotten, kid. Heroes last forever, but legends never die. Heroes are remembered, but legends never die, or something like that. Yeah. Sandlot, guys. Sandlot. Get hip. You dig? All right, that's gonna wrap it up for me. I guess we can end this. I'm gonna end it with a nice little. Uh...
This is the box signing out. Bitches, don't you know what it's about? I, I'm done. I like to thank my peachions. Peace out, I love y'all. Peace out, I love y'all. Peace out. What's going on? I had to insert this last little piece into this podcast because after I recorded this podcast, comedy took a big hit. Norm MacDonald passed away this week, and I have to memorialize him because he's one of my favorites, if not the favorite, my favorite comedian of all time in my in my eyes. Just last week, I passed out listening to him, to just Norm MacDonald ramblings. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to see him live uh, two years ago. I saw him at the Masonic Temple, and it's funny, before he performed, you heard him on the microphone, and he says, Welcome to the Masonic Temple, a building filled with secret handshakes and the blood of black slaves. <laughs> it's like I knew Norm MacDonald would make a joke that he's performing at the Masonic Temple. Everything he did was good. I could have made a compilation of my favorite jokes, but I'm just going to play one little joke story thing that he told, and it's the, a Dirty Johnny joke. So I'll end this episode with the Dirty Johnny joke by Norm MacDonald. Rest in, rest in peace. Okay. Well, I can tell a joke. Go for it. Yeah, please do. Please. Yeah. There was a fella, a little boy in school named Dirty Johnny. He's not dirty in this joke, but uh, he'd always sit via hellion in class, and the teacher didn't think much of him. So the teacher has a project, or not a project, but an in-class thing. And did it go again? (laughs) Says, oh, I said. She says, now. This is what you're gonna do here, class. I want you to stand. <laughs> I want you to stand up and uh, tell the class what uh, a story from your life, and then afterwards say the moral to that story. So a girl puts up her hand. Yes, Becky. What's your story? So Becky stands up. She goes, "My dad works for the hatchery here in town," and. Uh, <laughs> What happens was he got about 15 eggs and he put them all in one basket, all the same basket. So he put all his eggs in one basket and he put it on the horse and buggy and drove back home. And by God, uh, the Becky says, the bouncing and all the eggs broke. Well, that's a good story, the teacher says, but what would the moral be to that? Becky says, well, the moral is, don't put all your eggs into one basket. But goddamn, says the teacher, that's a good one. <laughs> Anybody else? Marjorie puts up her hand. Marjorie, what's your story? She says, well, my dad works for the hatchery, as most all of us. Thank God for the hatchery. <laughs> <laughs> she says that we'd all be lost. But anyways, uh, my dad knows that uh, eggs become chickens. And so uh, he was uh, uh, counting his chickens, and he added in the eggs, you see. 
and then he pr put them on a horse and buggy to go to town, and they all broke, bro well, what's the lesson to that? The teacher says she can't understand. And uh, she says, well, don't count your chickens before they hatch out of an egg. Mm -hmm. So the teacher says, that's a great one, too. Anybody else? Well, wouldn't you know Dirty Johnny has his hand up? So the teacher's like, holy God, I, <laughs> I don't want it. But on the other hand, I made an oath to every child, should I suppose I got him. <laughs> All right, Dirty Johnny, what do you have to say? Johnny stands up. Stories about my Uncle Terry. He never worked at the hatchery. On account he was in Vietnam, and he got disability. He don't even like people work at the hatchery. But the story happened far from these shores, a little town <laughs> called Da Nang. Terry was not well liked. His whole troop left him, abandoned. And he woke up in the weeds, and all they left him with was three bottles of Jack Daniels, some weapons. Terry stood up, down one bottle right away, said, if I'm going out, I'm going out. He took his <coughs> Balishnikov and a couple of Glocks and his two bottles, and away he went. He found a town. And uh, he didn't know if it was Charlie or, or if it was one he was sent to protect. But all he knew was he had hate in his gut. So he uh, started firing. <laughs> and he fired the Kalishnikov with an arcing kind of, like a farmer would with hay, with a scythe. And sure enough, the men fell like hay before him. And then the women, and by God, I'm ashamed to say it, but then the children. And finally, all was left was Uncle Terry standing in the mud and the blood and the glory. And uh, he touched his pants and he, there was a, uh, it was wet and he said he was ashamed. He felt shame, Uncle Terry, for he'd, uh, pissed himself. Well, he touched it again. It was not urine at all, but ejaculate. <laughs> and Uncle Terry felt pride where shame once was. And the teacher's like, good Christ, what kind of a story is that? What the hell is the moral to that? Well, he says, uh, when uh, Uncle Terry's been drinking, you don't fuck with him. <laughs>